0: Sometimes we're drawn to a particular location, and when we get there, we find out we're actually drawn there because there's crossing over work to do. This is exactly what happened to me when I was on the road and went to a book signing event. Years back, when I released the book Cracking Open Adventures of a Reluctant Medium, I went on a book tour. Well, it kind of coincided with a cross-country tour that my family and I were going to do anyway. So we were going to go on a four-month road trip. It happened to land the same time the book was released. So we turned it into a, a, a very small book tour. I went to a handful of bookshops up and down the coast and met some really great people. There was one of those stops that was very interesting for me because it turned into a clearing situation, not in the bookstore. I'll explain I'll explain in a minute, but turned into a clearing situation that I didn't expect and would never have come across if I hadn't gone to this bookstore. So I show up at the bookstore, it's like one in the afternoon, and it's a very, very small store. It's almost, it's kind of like a strip mall, but it's not like two thirds of it was this old factory type structure. Very, I think factory, very small. And then next to it were two other small shops. I think one was like a sewing and vac store or something like that. And then the bookstore So it was kind of an interesting little place. There was nothing else around. And I parked, I went in, met the owner. She was fantastic. Walk in at one o'clock in the afternoon. She's like, you want a glass of wine? I was like, sure, why not? And proceeded to sit there for a couple hours and really just chat with her because turns out she was a brand new bookstore owner. It was her dream. How exciting was this? We had great conversations, but she didn't have a lot of people that knew about her yet. And she didn't have a lot of uh, customers coming and going quite yet. So it was a very slow, right out of the gate, brand new store. I get done. We had, by the way, a fantastic conversation for a couple hours. I laughed. I. It was just, we laughed, we cried, we had a good time. I get done and I go outside and I, I I get into the car and I think, well, that was interesting. <laughs> why, why that bookstore? Cause things usually tend to just fall into place. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. Not a single person came in for the two hours and I was sitting there thinking that. And all of a sudden I could feel my guide and I, I started talking to my guide. I was like, well, what's going on? That's really interesting that I would come here And there's like no one around for miles, but yet I had a great conversation. Maybe it was just, maybe it was just the great conversation. And He said, actually, no, there's a clearing here. We need you to do. And I went, oh, okay. So learning lesson number one, sometimes you'll be Called to do things or directed um, intuitively to go to a location for a particular reason, and it doesn't work out, stay open to the possibility that you might be drawn to that, not for the purpose of that, but for the purpose of something else. And this is what had happened. I was drawn to this bookstore. It was one on the list that I was like, I feel like I really have to go to this one. But yet it turned out it wasn't the book event that was supposed to happen, it was the clearing next door. And, you know, it's It's very rare that they come through and go, oh, hey, by the way, could you just drive three hours out of your way and go over to this town and stay there for two nights and make sure you go to this building? They know that that's probably not convenient. So they lined it up with the road trip, lined it up with the bookstore. I got back out of my car and I walked back over to the building and they said, you know, come around to this side, come around to this side. I said, okay. And that's when I saw it. I saw the little uh, sandwich board on the sidewalk that had all the information on it for a ghost tour. And you had to kind of come into the side of the building to see that. And once I saw that, I thought, okay, this is it. This is why I was called here. I was supposed to, you know, do a clearing. Now, people who do ghost tours, there's a couple different kinds of ghost tours out there. And so I don't want to lump them all together in one thing (laughs) because there are some people that are doing historic ghost tours fantastic those are fascinating they're super interesting those are wonderful or reenactments those are really wonderful as well it's when you get into the category of the ghost tour in a location where they're asking you to pay money to go in to experience ghosts that's where it gets shady i'm just going to be direct about it that's where it gets shady Those I call human zoos. Now, the majority of the people that are doing this don't have the concept, and they haven't even thought about this yet, that those ghosts are spirits. They're people. They're souls. And the intent for these ghost tour places, these come experience a haunted location, the intent of those locations are to keep the spirit's there so that the living people who come can experience that, that sensation of being around a spirit or, or around what they like to say, ghost. And, uh, it, on some level, it's kind of cruel because the intent is to keep the spirit there, not allow them to cross over to the other side. And someone said to me once, well, what if the location was filled with people who had already crossed over to the other side and then come back? They would have absolutely no reason to come back and do that. They would. I mean, I mean, maybe in an unusual circumstance, somebody from the other side would come through. And I guess this does happen with, they, you know, play with electronics or lighting or things like this to give you messages and such. But in what situation would somebody who's crossed over, who's released all of their uh, human, you know, fight or flight, fear based thinking? and have released all of the timeline, in what situation would they come back and say, okay, I'm gonna work at this small little place in the middle of nowhere, going boo every time a a human comes in, (laughs) every time a living person comes in, it just doesn't equate. So these ghost tours, really the intent of the owner, the intent of the person that's making money off of this is to have a place that is haunted. That intent sometimes isn't thought through and that the way to have a haunted place is to keep and retain haunt, or, uh, spirits in the building. But the kicker is, is that spirits are people. You know how I feel ghosts are people too. So I w- come around the corner and I look at this and go, okay, this is what, okay. Yep. Yeah, all right. So we've got another human zoo on our hands. And I want to say one more time Almost every single owner of these locations that I've run into hasn't really thought through the one plus one is two, that they're making money off of people who haven't crossed over and haven't been able to go home yet. So, but I, go, I, I come in and I, my first thing is, okay, well, we'll buy a ticket and we'll go in. And my guide's like, nope, don't buy a ticket. Don't go in. And it wasn't a like, don't put money in their pocket thing. It was, you need to clear this, but you need to stand out here to clear it. And I was like, Oh, gotcha. Okay. And now notice I've made a few assumptions here and I'm kind of setting it up that way. I'm telling you how I approached it because assumptions can get in the way. If I would have continued at that point, going down that road of like, Oh, this is another human zoo. See, I get triggered with that. It's like, Oh, and I get, and I get, I get kind of frustrated again. I'm not mad at the, at the people that are owning these places and and doing this and whatever, because most of the time they're not thinking through it to that point, I would be uh, angered by somebody who was thinking through it and voluntarily holding a soul from, from peace and comfort. But I don't hold that because that's not usually what I run into. But I make that assumption. And when something that does frustrate me shows up in a clearing I jumped to conclusions. I go into the pattern of making assumptions. So I had to stop. My assumption was human zoo, people are stuck. They need to be released. And I was going to charge on in there, buy a ticket, clear them all out and try to balance the space. And my guide said, nope. And that's when I went, oh, check. Okay. I need to like regroup. I need to stop, I need to do what I'm supposed to do. As someone that does clearing work, I need to ask my guide what's going on, stay open to all possibilities that I'm stepping into and do the work that is needed, not what my assumptions are jumping me into, okay? So I, I didn't go in and purchase a ticket and my guide said, uh, what I want you to do, so want you just stop, center, there's someone in here one person that can help you and i knew he was talking about a spirit so i did i stopped i was just standing there and i relaxed and all of a sudden this this male spirit came out he was large he was very tall i mean just think of a tall handsome cowboy he was just confident and solid and uh, you know solid is as as far as emotionally like just balanced and he was he was really really um like instantly comforting when you stand around him, I guess is how we want to say it. And I looked at him and I said, you know, can I, can I help you? Can I help you cross over? He's like, you're not here for me. You're here for him. And then when he pointed back into this small, like factory building, I sat with it and I, I remember just sitting and sitting, sitting and trying to connect with who this him was. When I finally did connect with the him, I realized this is a worker that worked at this factory years back and died here. And I, I, so I got that, I got that sense, I got that feeling, I picked it up and the factory worker was confused, was in this consistent state of trying to run away, if that makes sense. Sometimes it's hard to explain energetic stuff that you can experience and feel and then put it into words, but it felt like he was just trying to consistently run away. And I get, I get all the feeling and I thought, okay, this is, this is who I need to cross over. And I went back to this cow, we'll just call him cowboy, went back to the cowboy. And I said, okay, I see him. I will help him too. Can I help you? Cause I was like right in front of him. And he said, I don't need help. And I said, I know, but you're stuck. And I, and I knew he was stuck. I had been doing clearing work long enough to know the vibration of someone who's stuck versus the vibration of someone who's not. And even though he didn't show any telltale signs of being stuck. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't, um, you know, overexcited about anything. He wasn't freaking out or, or trying to fight back. There was none of that. The way this cowboy presented himself, he presented himself like people who are crossed over typically present themselves: very centered, very focused, not really swimming in emotions and worry and fear. So I said, "Well, you don't need help. I, I can, I feel like you haven't crossed over." He says, "I haven't crossed over." He said, "I'm waiting for him." And I said, oh, okay. And that's when I went, who are you? You know, like who, like, who are you? Are you his brother? Cause they were kind of the same age. And, and he says, no, 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 he worked for me. And that's when it hit me. I just had this emotional wave hit me. And it was his emotion saying like, my employee died here. And then I died. And I, it's, it's almost as if his employee had died and then he passed and realized his employee was still stuck there and he decided he's not going to leave. Now, what's really impressive about this is that this is just an employee. I don't mean to say it that way. I just, it's, you see, it's so common to see a mom or with a kid or a, or a grandmother or a grandfather or a husband or a wife. It was very rare for me to run across a situation like this. And I do, I've, I've shared some of these before, but they're not, They're not the ones that pop up all the time. So I'm usually really touched by him emotionally that this man would pause his transition, which by the way, was going perfectly fine. He had no issues. He wasn't going to be stuck himself, but he paused his transition because emotionally his his linear time human being that he was couldn't leave this gentleman behind. He couldn't do it. He didn't do it. He took his role as a boss very seriously. He took uh, he took care of his employees uh, as if they were family. And when he realized upon his passing that his employee who had passed years earlier was stuck, he took it upon himself to find help. And how did he find help? He reached out to the guides and how, and and it, sometimes it's intense. Sometimes it's sort of just a magnetic thing, but he reached out and he said, I need someone to help. I need somebody to help. He couldn't reach the gentleman, like I said, because his employee was in a state of constantly trying to run away kind of feeling. So he knew he needed assistance and my guide knew I was going to be in the area and knew that I was the right fit for this situation. And here's this little building that very few people ever go to <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And this awesome you know bookstore owner who's living her dream which is really cool she's probably going to bring people to that building now but they knew i was on my way they knew someone who was skilled at crossing over could come by and stop by and see this and that's how they set it up so i did i worked with the young man that was in this constant state of running away and how did i how, how did i work with him i sent out energy that was more in the category of calm category of hold still now in crossing over work, you typically want to help them get moving, but he was moving already so fast in the wrong direction. First, just calm, calm. Let's slow everything down here. Let's just, and I was just thinking in terms of slow, slow. And then all of a sudden I could just see him relax. And the second he relaxed, here's the cool part. Lots of times doing crossing over work, things happen right before you that you didn't even need to do. I get him to relax. I get him to calm down. He paused long enough that in an instant, his boss connected with him. And then he connected with his boss and you could see, it was like he ran to his boss. He was like, you're here and instant relief. And then both of them crossed over. I didn't cross them over. I just brought in the energy that was needed. This gentleman, this, this boss, this cowboy, knew what he was doing, had every focus, every right intention, he was already doing crossing over work. The one thing that he needed was an outside source to bring in a calm energy in order to slow his employee down enough that he could connect and get his employee to see him, to see that he's there. It was almost as it's, I kind of parallel it to when someone falls into a body of water and they can't swim and they're panicking and they, they're not listening or looking at anybody because they're in such a panic, that was the feeling of this situation. And here is this boss on the deck looking down into the water of this of his employee who can't swim and is panicking. And he just needs someone. Could you just, someone throw him a floaty <laughs> so he can just take a breath. Because if he can take a breath, he can see that I'm here and that will help him. So I, in the end, I didn't help the employee, the boss did, his employer helped him. This just warms my heart when I see things like this, because it speaks to the depths of what, what's possible with love, you know? And this man was so honorable and he was so amazing. And uh, I wish for all of us that we all have someone like that at some point in our lives who's got our back enough that they would literally stop their transition to the other side and stay by our side until we could go home too. Because what that boss knows, what I know, and what you know, is that ghosts are people too. This podcast has been brought to you by the Crossing Over Community, a loving and safe community of individuals who are shining light on the beautiful process of the death transition. Members of this community are amazing people just like yourself. Join the discussion, access more in-depth trainings, and be a part of this growing movement by joining the Crossing Over Community today.